It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. A busy Thursday for the Orlando Magic. A big win over the Denver Nuggets. A trade going down. We'll get to all of it. It's time for a very late edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is February 10th, 2023. In the afternoon, I apologize for that. My name is Philip Rossmike. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic score a big win over the Denver Nuggets. Their defense leads the way. Why that's the formula for future success. Plus, the Magic deal Mo Bamba to the Los Angeles Lakers. Another center going to Los Angeles. Uh, this time, I don't know if we'll be as angry about it. We'll get to that all coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. For as long as this team has been playing, they have had a pretty simple mantra, a pretty simple thing that they've wanted to get across. They've told us they want to be a strong defensive team. As Jamal Mosley constantly says, we have to hang our hat on the defensive end. And for sure, that's been one of the major storylines of this season. One of the major things that we've been following and tracking and trying to to, to get our heads around to say, is this truly a defensive-minded team? Is this truly a team built on its defense? Certainly they have defensive personnel. They've been drafting that for God knows how long. That has this team come together As a defensive team. The numbers for the whole season would tell you, no, they really haven't. They're still in the bottom 10, I believe, in defensive rating. But there's been pockets where they've played well. And there's certainly been a longer extended pocket where they've done a pretty good job defensively, at least compared to the rest of the league. No doubt, getting young teams to play defense is one of the most difficult things in the league. It's one of the most difficult things to get young groups to wrap their heads around. How do we defend at a high level? How do we do this most difficult thing that even if we do well, sometimes the other team's going to score? How do you keep that level-headedness? If anything, the biggest sign of a team's consistency and its ability to do things night in and night out is on the defensive end. This Magic team is simply not going to outscore teams. We know that. They're a low-volume shooting team, shooting about 33 pointers per game. And they're not really hitting a ton of those anyway. They 
you know, obviously had a huge three-point issue against the Knicks on Tuesday. They made only 9 of 27 in Thursday's game against the Denver Nuggets. But one thing that I have been hammering home, really since the loss of the Washington Wizards a few weeks ago, but one thing I have been hammering home, and I'm sure the coaches have been too, is that defense has to lead this team's energy. This team has to start with its defense. Everything has to grow and sprout from the defense. And if the defense is struggling, the team is struggling. Because again, they're not going to outscore anybody. They may do it occasionally. It's the NBA. But they're not going to do that more, more often than not. And nowhere was that lesson in clear view than early in this game against the Denver Nuggets. Because Denver raced out to a 12-0 lead. The Magic's defense was a step slow. They were fouling. They were giving up transition points. They looked confused about what they were trying to do. And the offense missing some shots early seemed to drop some of the energy a little bit. Seemed to kind of drain this team and and put them deeper into that hole. In some respects, early on, it looked and felt like the Nuggets were going to run away with things. But that's obviously not what happened because the Magic won the game 115-104. to Instead, the Magic turned in one of their best defensive performances of the season. Seventh uh, by defensive rating, but against a team with Denver's offensive capabilities, one of the best offensive teams in the league, perhaps their most impressive defensive showing yet. It was a really, really strong game. And to erase that early 12-0 deficit and take the lead and take the lead for good at the end of the first quarter took some incredible defense. The Magic forced seven turnovers in the first quarter and used that to power their offense. We know this Magic team can beat anybody. But you look at those big wins and more often than not, it's because of their defense. The two wins in Boston, two of the best defensive performances of the season. The, game, the win against Philadelphia, one of the best defensive performances of the season. Everything with this team has to start with its defense, and when they defend well, they play well. They have a good, they have a really good shot. When even the New York game on Tuesday, the Magic defended very well. I think they, the defensive rating was 112, which is below the team's average of 114. You know, pretty solid effort. It's pretty solid effort in the modern NBA. They gave themselves a chance to win despite not hitting shots because of their defense. And of late, the Magic have taken a step forward defensively. Now, this is a small sample size. We're not gonna we're not gonna hide from that fact. But the Magic, since January 23rd, when Jonathan Isaac returned, are giving up just 112 points per 100 possessions. In that time span, again, roughly two and a half, three weeks, that's eighth best in the league. That's the eighth best mark in the league. This team is starting to find itself defensively. And you don't need the numbers to tell you that. Just watch the games. Watch how this team scrambles and rotates. Watch how this team covers and helps. Watch how this team gets into passing lanes, gets deflections, gets gets steals. They had 12 steals in this game. And uh, 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 the Magic have a very good record when they do get a ton of steals. And they're not steals by overplaying and overcommitting. They're steals from being active with their hands, from being active in passing lanes, from really forcing teams into difficult spots where the Magic can take advantage and make big plays. This team has all the defensive talent in the world. 
Now it's starting to come together. Now it's starting to look like a cohesive defensive unit. Now it's starting to look like a group that can take significant steps forward, that can take big, make big moves defensively. Now, is it enough for this team to make the play-in tournament? Is this enough for this for this group specifically to make a big to make a big push? That's, I guess, still to be determined. But if the Magic are going to make the kind of playoff push that the players talk about, that this that this team that fans are talking about, it's going to start on the defensive end, where this team has found its strength and has found something it can rely on consistently. There's that word again. The word that is defining the second half of the season. Consistency. The ability to do the same thing over and over again. The thing that you can count on when everything else is struggling. That's what the good teams find and that's what the good teams are about every single night. So if one guy doesn't have it, another guy fills in, fills in the gap, but that one thing is consistent. The regular season is about what can you do every single night on a random February and Tuesday a random Tuesday in February uh, when you just don't have it because the NBA season is long and arduous and grueling. Defense has to be that for the Magic. Jamal Mosley is 100% right. And when this team defends at the high level like they did on Thursday night, they can beat anybody. And they can do this every single night. Maybe not this good. This was a really good defensive game. But they can be like this more often than not. And if they're the team playing with more energy, which Denver admitted they were, Denver after the game said after they took that 12-0 lead, maybe they, uh, Mike Malone said, maybe we thought it was going to be this easy the whole night and then Orlando just outworked us. That's what it's going to take to win. It's going to take a crazy effort. The margin for error is still very small. The Magic still need to play with intensity and effort to win these games. But if they're doing that on defense, if they're leading like that on defense, then they have a very good shot to continue to build and grow with that. We're going to go through the, fi- the final box score, talk about some individual performances because this game was mu- about much more than its defense. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Rocket Money. If my copy will load, I'll be able to tell you a little bit about it, and it's going to make me sign in again, which is not good, and I am very unprepared now. Uh-oh. Stand by. i got to get your, your Rocket Money ad read here. Give me a sec. Sorry about this. I am... I've been having computer issues all day, which is why it's taken me forever to post this episode. But let's say a quick word from our friends at Rocket Money. The average American spends so much more on subscriptions than they think. Did you know? Do you know how much your subscriptions cost? Because the average person is about 12 paid subscriptions. That's about, if you think you're only subscribed to a handful of services, you might want to double check. With Rocket Money, you can quickly identify and cancel all of your unwanted subscriptions. Save so much money, up, up, up to $120 on average, actually. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. More than 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch this one show on or that free trial that you never even used. 
Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. More than 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 per year. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and LockedOnNBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go through the final box score as the Orlando Magic defeat the Denver Nuggets 115-104. to Like I said, the defense was really, really good in this game. I want to highlight some of the defensive numbers from this game particularly um, just to get us going through the box score here. Uh, the Orlando Magic give up 104 points per 100 possessions, which again, against the Denver Nuggets, is a really strong number. The Nuggets are one of the best offenses in the entire league. Yes, they didn't have Jamal Murray in this one, but still a really strong effort. Nuggets shoot just 46.4% from floor, 10 for 33 from beyond the arc, 60 for 24 from the foul line. They do get to the line more than Orlando does in this game, but not excessively. 24 free throw attempts is not a terrible number. Magic with just uh, 16 personal fouls in this game. So uh, the Magic Magic generally did a good job defensively here. They forced 16 turnovers for 22 Denver points. Orlando gets 18 fast break points off of that. And 64 points in the paint, winning the battle in the paint, 64 to 52. Again, the big difference, the big difference between this game and Tuesday's game, the Knicks made 15 threes. Uh, the Magic, I think, what made nine threes in that game, or or seven threes in that game, or, or whatever it was. The Magic didn't shoot great from three here, nine for 27. But Denver only made 10. Orlando only made nine. Denver's a much lower, it's like Orlando, a very low volume three point shooting team. Um, they're obviously a better three point shooting team. So the Magic might have gotten away with some three-point luck here, but still, the, you know, if Orlando's able to kind of keep that raw three-point number relatively close, typically they will make up that difference at the foul line, although they were only 12 for 19 in this game, and they will typically make up that difference elsewhere. Orlando, again, just forcing turnovers, getting out in transition. Defense powered the offense. That's exactly what you want to see. But the other story in this game was the Magic's bench. Orlando outscored... Uh, Denver's bench, 57-10. to 10. Just an absolute thrashing whenever Nikola Jokic exited the game, whenever Aaron Gordon exited the game. Those were the two guys that, that really carried the load offensively for Denver. Um, but an overall just super strong game for the Orlando Magic, top to bottom. But we'll start with the bench because that was the story. Cole Anthony was the player of this game. 17 points, 8 for 14 shooting, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Three block shots on top of that. Um... Cole, Cole was everywhere, um, and, and and I really love how Cole's been playing over the last few weeks. I, I know we talked a little bit a little a few weeks ago about Cole trying to find his level. He had to get used to kind of some new lineups, like understanding how to manage manage teams. And honestly, I think had to work out some of some of the bad shot making out of his system. But 
when Cole Anthony's on the attack like he was, because he's not settling for jumpers anymore. Yeah, he will take jumpers, he will make jumpers, but he's getting into the paint, keeping defenders off balance, not driving wildly into the paint. He's under much better control, so he can make passes out when something's not there, or find balance to shoot floaters and flip shots over, over bigger defenders. Cole Anthony is playing some fantastic basketball right now and has really put the Magic in such a good position to take those next steps, to take kind of that next leap uh, for this organization, for this team. He really drives so much of this team and drives the engine for this team in very major ways, in very big ways. I think that there's a lot to be excited about with the way that Cole Anthony's playing. Um, he's just always on the attack and especially coming off the bench. That's such a big thing. Uh, he's He's got defenses off balance. And look, he's not the greatest defender. He will be the first to admit that, but he always tries hard. And you can see, and, and like his effort on the defensive end is a spreads to him from other players. You know, he plays a lot with Jalen Suggs, but his effort spreads elsewhere too. Even if he's not perfect, even if he's not perfect, effort makes up for imperfections when you're playing defense. And he is playing defense at a very, very high level right now. Just a really, really impressive showing from, from Cole Anthony. Um, this was just a fantastic game on, on all levels. And, and honestly, he's the reason they won the game. Um, that bench group has been playing significantly well over the last few weeks. They're really starting to kind of find their rhythm and find their rhythm together playing off of each other. Um, whether they're switching Jalen Suggs in and out of that group with Caleb Houston, you know, Jonathan Isaac still playing his limited minutes. That bench group has really found something to, to build off of. And, you know, look, it, it, you know, Cole Anthony, Mo Wagner, Bull Bull is kind of that bench group to really watch. Mo Wagner was solid in this one. 12 points, 5 for 9 shooting. Uh, you know, again, Mo Wagner has weaknesses. And, and, and I'm, sure he under, I'm sure he knows them and knows what he has to work on, knows what he has to be better at. But he is so smart with the ball. He's able to find his gaps. He's able to find ways to make impactful plays nonetheless. Mo Wagner ha, has had a great season. He's really earned and bought and, and taken ownership of that backup center role. The Magic, I think, have a lot of faith in him. Um, you know, they play him a little too much sometimes, in my opinion. Uh, I'd like to see Wendell Carter's minutes bump up. He's playing 20, he played 28-55 in this game, but Mo Wagner was doing some good things. Struggled guarding Nikola Jokic, but who doesn't? Um, but overall, a solid game from him. Uh, and then Bull Bull, 17 points, 8 for 11 shooting. Uh, he he made Bull Bull plays. And, and you know, I think Bull, uh, Cole Anthony mentioned this, Bull Bull mentioned this. That group is really starting to get comfortable with each other. And you can see that comfort playing out on the court. When Bull Bull gets downhill, it's game over. Like, you're, you're not stopping him. He, like, he, if he gets downhill, he's able to hang in the air, and he's so big, he can twist and, and adjust in midair really effectively to avoid contact. He, the ball's over his head. It, he, no one's touching it. Um, he's, he's playing with a lot more confidence than he was a few weeks ago. Finally hit a three. It's been a while since Bull Bull hit a three. But beyond just that, getting downhill, playing aggressively, when that group is aggressive, that group is really, that, that's a pretty solid bench group. And, you know, Caleb Houston added some nice run with seven points on 3-4 shooting. They were sneaky getting in for steals on rebounds and, 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 and attacking the offensive glass, keeping Denver uh, off balance, keeping them from getting out in transition themselves, although they did have 17 fast break points in this game. Um, but o Orlando overall, again, just dictated the tempo of the game after that 12-0 start. And look, the starters didn't have their best game. That, that starting group has, has started to struggle a little bit. Um, you know, Denver's starting lineup is really good, even without Jamal Murray. Uh, but but overall, Orlando continued to put pressure on the Nuggets, and, and the starting group did its job. Um, Wendell Carter led the way with 19 points, 7 for 11, shooting 6 rebounds for him. 
I thought he did a pretty good job defensively on Nikola Jokic when they were matched up. Jokic still ended up with 29 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, but he had 7 turnovers. So Orlando did a good job crowding him, making his passes difficult, making his shots difficult. Wendell Carter always does a good job on Nikola Jokic. I think Denver was really focused in fighting to, uh, to, to get Carter off of Jokic whenever they could, whenever the Magic were switching. Um, that was effective in some cases. So when Wendell Carter was matched up with Nikola Jokic, I don't have the numbers to, to say this, but uh, I, 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 I would bet that Carter did Carter's numbers look pretty good against Jokic as, as they typically do. Um, Paolo Bancaro had an interesting game, 11 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 10 rebounds. Uh, I think Paolo did a really good job not trying to do too much. Um, I think we've seen some games now where he's gotten his shot attempts up to 20, 15, you know, up above 15. You know, he still needs to take shots. He's still super important. But um, I, I think we've seen games where he's taking his shot numbers up, but he's forcing it and forcing that action a little bit. Um, and and that's when the team gets into a little bit of trouble with him. And that's when the team really starts to struggle, struggle with him. Um, I think that overall, Paolo did a good job kind of finding ways to get himself in the game while not pushing himself into the game. And, and I think that did help the team ultimately end. Uh, and, and honestly, like, Paolo's rebounding's up over the last few games, over the last few weeks. I think he's, you know, now that he knows he's in a little bit of a slump, he's taking it on himself to be impactful on the glass and help this team on the glass more. All these hints are there. And, and look, he's hitting a little bit of a rookie wall. That's okay. He's going to get better. He's going to improve. Now it's just about kind of building on top of what he's doing and finding other ways to contribute, and I think he's doing that. Now, his defense on Aaron Gordon wasn't great. Aaron Gordon shot 15 for 21, 37 points, 13 rebounds. Aaron Gordon had a very good game. Uh, you know, whoever the Magic threw at him didn't really work, whether it was Markel for a time, whether it was Jalen Suggs for a time, whether it was Paolo for a time. It, there's a lot to still work on with this rookie, but but he is a rookie. Uh, Franz Wagner had a fairly quiet game as well. 10 points, 3 for 9 shooting, 6 assists. Um, you know, didn't really get going offensively. Uh, you know, didn't really seem to insert himself offensively. I, I do think that is one thing. Paolo has to learn when to insert himself, when to step back. Franz has to kind of get... Franz, I think, is starting to fade into the background a little bit too much. The Magic do have to make sure they keep Franz involved. Having said that, he did have six assists. He did move the ball really well. So, uh, uh, a lot to work with there. Um, and Jalen Suggs, stepping in for Gary Harris, had a nice game. 11 points. Did shoot 5 for 11. So did struggle with the shot. 1 for 5 from deep. Uh, four rebounds, but still played some fantastic defense. Gave some good energy for this team, especially early on in that first quarter to help the Magic get back into this one. Again, Orlando defeats the Denver Nuggets 115-104. to They're back in action Saturday at the Amway Center against the Miami Heat. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the trade that happened as the Orlando Magic deal Mo Bamba to the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're at Locked On. We are really excited about our new sports betting partner because FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. FanDuel's sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get your pay, get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It was a busy trade deadline around the league, uh, but uh, fairly quiet here in Orlando, and honestly, fairly quiet as expected. Um, you know, the Magic. Uh, we we talked a little bit about this in several podcasts. Um, the Magic are just in this weird spot um, where you know they're they're not looking at the standings; they're down near the bottom of the standings still. But they're close enough to play in tournament that that they have something to play for still. And they're a young team that should be trying to play for something. But not close enough or not there enough to, to go out and say, hey, we got to make the play in this year. Like, that, that's, that's as exciting as that would be, as much as I want this team to make the play in, because I think that experience is so valuable, even if it costs you a couple draft, slot, draft spots. Um, I, I think... I, I don't think the Magic should sell out for that play-in spot. No team should sell out to be a play-in team. Sorry, everybody. Uh, so, the deal the Magic made eventually was one that I think we all kind of saw coming. It was one that's been on the radar, um, been on the radar for a little bit. A um, little bit. It, it was it was a framework that has been pitched around uh, for several guys on the Magic's roster. So it, it's not surprising what the Magic did. Or as part of a four-team trade, larger four-team trade, we'll leave out the parts that don't matter to us. Um, the Orlando Magic traded Mo Bamba to the Los Angeles Lakers for Patrick Beverly, a 2024 second-round pick from the Denver Nuggets, and cash considerations, essentially to make up the difference in the salary that uh, in Beverly's salary and Bamba's salary for the rest of the season. Um, the Magic are not requiring Pat Beverly to report, so he will probably never wear a Magic uniform. Um, they will probably either buy him out or wave him outright so he can go play for a contending team, give himself a chance uh, to to help a championship team get over the hump, which is, you know, what you expect for veterans when they join young teams. Uh, Terrence Ross's future, Terrence Ross was not dealt, um, but, and his future is a little bit in doubt. There's there's some people who do believe that the Magic will buy him out. Uh, I do think that that is certainly still a possibility, but we'll see uh, what happens there in the next uh, couple couple weeks and couple days um, with, with, uh, with Terrence Ross. At the end of the day, this deal is about doing a favor to Mo Bamba, um, who is no longer in the rotation and, and can fight for a rotation spot on a Lakers team that needs some front court help. And and you know, uh, as as I was talking with some people about it, um, the Lakers probably weren't going to be able to re-sign Thomas Bryant. He probably outplayed his contract, which is why they shuttled him to Denver. Uh, they get that backup center uh, in Mo Bamba to kind of help. Help with that crew. We'll see if that work. We'll see if that works out. But they have him for this year and next. And the Magic essentially make a decision that they probably made already, that they were not going to pick up the final year of Mobamba's team or pick up that final year of Mobamba's contract, which was partially not, which was non guaranteed, starting on June twenty uh, with a deadline of June 29th, just before the NBA draft. Essentially, to me, what this says is the Magic are planning to go into this offseason with around with. 30 plus million dollars of cap room to play with. 
I, I, people hate this, but this was essentially a favor to Bamba and a salary dump. Orlando made a decision earlier than they were planning to make. You know, they could have they could have waited. They get a second round pick out of it. They do good by Mo Bamba, um, putting him somewhere where he wants to be or, or can contribute and get an opportunity. But that's what this deal was. This deal wasn't about adding something for the future or adding something for the present. This deal was about setting up the offseason. Again, that's that's something that I tried to hammer home a little bit uh, when talking about buyers and sellers in the trade market. The buyers are the teams trying to make the rest of this season better. The sellers are typically the teams trying to set up their offseason. And that's what Orlando did with this deal. Orlando is not using Mobamba, so they sent him somewhere where he could be used. And they set up their offseason where they will have $30-plus million in cap room to play with before we get to the draft picks. That'll eat into it a little bit, but they're around $36 million. They will be hovering around $30 million of actual cap space to play with. And as before we get into... And that that is with that is with picking up uh, non-guaranteed or partially guaranteed deals for Jonathan Isaac and Gary Harris. This is to say that the Magic should be and will be an active team this offseason. And that's what I've been kind of preaching throughout this whole trade deadline is the Magic will likely do their heavy lifting in the offseason. They have a sec they have an extra draft pick that they can they they can dangle out there. They have all this cap room to absorb extra salary. Whatever team decides it's time to restart, the Magic are the team they will likely talk to. And that's where this Magic team is positioned. They have money to go after free agents, whether that's Fred Van Vliet, whether that's Gary Trent Jr., whoever that is. They have money to go after role players in free agency, and they have money to use in trades in the offseason. That's the table that this deal sets. It's not a huge impact because the Magic could have just cut Mo Bamba anyway, but judging by how valuable second-round picks were in this year's trade deadline, the Magic have a coffer full of trade deadlines. In fact, they have, I think, five or six second-round picks owed to them. The only pick that they owe someone else is a top 55 protected 2023 second round pick from the Boston Celtics or to the Boston Celtics. The Magic are not going to have a pick between 56 and 60 in this year's draft. They will keep that second round pick. I am fairly certain about that. Uh, so they they don't owe anything anyone draft pick wise and they have a coffer full of draft picks. So I would expect this Magic team to be active in the offseason and, and that's what this deal seems to be hinting at or seems to be pointing toward uh, with the Magic trying to set up their offseason. You know, people might complain, like, why are you getting to the Mobamba trade? It's such a big deal. It's it's honestly not a big deal. Um, Mobamba was fine in Orlando. He never really developed into the player that I think we all thought he could be. Uh, you know, he was out of the rotation. Mo Wagner was playing better than him, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, so... I don't think the Magic are losing sleep trading Mobamba for a second-round pick. Now, someone gets hurt. I, I am a little concerned about how exposed the Magic are at center uh, right now. It was one of the reasons why I thought they might hang on to Bamba, but this season ain't about this season. Uh, so it's not. So they don't make the play-in. Not the end of the world. Uh, getting these close game, getting these meaningful game experiences this late into the season is a very, very good thing. I think the Magic want that to continue, but they're not about to position themselves poorly. To, to do that. And so essentially for a guy that they were going to let walk in the offseason anyway, the Magic got something, even if it was something very small, even if it was something inconsequential, they got something. And so now we move on. 
and Bamba will play for the Lakers, and we'll see Bamba uh, in March when the Magic head to Los Angeles. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. I apologize again for getting this episode out late. I was having some computer issues when I got home from the Amway Center last night. Went to record this morning and continued to have some computer issues. I had to clear a lot of memory off my computer uh, to, to make sure that this this fit in. I think we're good good for now. So I appreciate everyone's patience and apologize for getting this, this show out so late. Wanted to make sure I got it out because we did have some news and some stuff to get to. So wanted to make sure I got it out so I could get this announcement. So again, I apologize for it coming so late. Uh, our good friends at Duvin and the Orlando Magic have partnered for a Greetings from Orlando t-shirt collection. I'm sure you've seen these shirts on social media. They look awesome. Check out the Duvin launch party today. That's February 10th from 4 to 10 p.m. at the Heavy in Winter Park. All these shirts are going to be available in the team store at the Amway Center starting Saturday as well as I believe up in the up on the terrace level, on, in, the, in the 100 level, um, the third floor. I It's been a while since I've been up there. Um, I believe behind section 107 is what they told me. Um, it will be available at the Amway Center. These pieces are not available to purchase online. You can get them at the launch party or you can get them at the Amway Center exclusively. So definitely check them out. They're great designs. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen them around social media as well. We want to thank you again also for making Lockdown Magic your first listen today or whatever listen it is. Make your next listen game-to-game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Lockdown game-to-game covers the end, covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Lockdown can, de- can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Whew. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Crossman, right? We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.